0: I don't think you do. But as well, I'm excited. We're going to take two weeks between the series and the week following next week. Matt Plummer, uh, is, who is uh, uh, leading the young adults ministry with his wife, Cassie, is going to be sharing with us. Uh, I'll just give you a little teaser on three ways to live life. And it's really great. He shared it with me. We're, this morning, we're kind of doing some run through. And I'm fired up to love Jesus more. As a result, I think you're going to enjoy hearing from Matt. We're going to hear from different ones during the year, a little wider uh, uh, range of people uh, so that you're built up and that you're strengthened. And then we're going to start a five-week series called The Jesus Way. We're going to be looking at John chapter 13 through John chapter 17. We're going to look at the life of Jesus. And we're going to take it from there. We're going to start in John 13 with the way of servanthood, and we're going to go all the way through to John 17, the way of prayer. It's going to be a great time. You won't want to miss it. And um, so anyway, that's kind of where we're going today is an opportunity for people to, to share their testimony, what God's done in their lives. And so we are going to start today with Anna Paul, and she's going to share with us. And then after Anna, we are going to have John. Did I switch it up on you? We're going to have John, then Kara, and then Stephanie, and they're all going to share for a few minutes what God spoke to their hearts uh, through this series, and hopefully we'll be inspired uh, about what God spoke to us and inspired to action as well. So come on forward, Anna. God bless you.
1: Hi. Hi. My name is Anna Paul, and I'm married to Tyson Paul over there, and we've been coming to CFCF for about um, two years now. And so um, what I wanted to share about was um, about the series on Joseph, um, and also a process that God started probably years before this series, and how the series has really um, defined this um, season for me, and where I'm going um, from here on. So, um, something that really stood out to me and spoke to me is we were talking about Joseph's journey from his youthful ambition to the man that God was making him to be, and how it was a long journey and a journey that was not easy, where he had to be in prison for years and he had to face various trials for years. And um, that's the part that I'd like to focus on uh, the fruitfulness of the desert and the fruitfulness of the trying season. What I'm talking about is, uh, in my own life, is um, I went through a struggle that uh, lasted for several years um, and kind of uh, became um, pinnacled here in Boston. Um, And that's something that uh, Jeff was mentioning in his series about self-protection, self-promotion, and self-absorption. I so badly wanted to get it right with God and just be good enough and holy enough and, and kind of a, a white knuckle uh, desire. And um, what God has taught me is that that's not the way of His kingdom. Um, and I am so grateful for that time of trial where um, I experienced a lot of condemnation because I came out from God's protection and I started seeking things in my own self. Um, And independence always leads to condemnation. But giving up and trusting God always leads to protection and living in his grace. Um, And the season was very trying and miserable, but I am so grateful. And just like Joseph in his prison learned um, to trust God and learned that it is in his power that he is strong, in the same way God has freed me, Uh, And it's a day-by-day process, but he has freed me of um, the condemnation and of the pressure, and he has taught me about his grace. Um, When uh, we first started coming to CFCF, Amy Miller prophesied over me. She didn't know me at all. It was like day number two uh, from Hosea 6, and it says, Come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn us that he may heal us. He has struck us down, and he will bind us up. And what I want to encourage all of us with the example of Joseph and this verse and kind of my personal life experience is that um, it is in our weakness that we really learn about God's grace. And so, um, like Jeff said, let us not um, try to skip over that process and just look for things to be well and peachy, but let us dive in to the... Um, brokenness and the trials and the pain and the fear so that um, he can be strong in us and so that we may learn that he is a good and forgiving God. Because while we are focused on how good we can be, we don't understand the extent of his mercy. But when we give up and realize that we are broken people, when we face those situational prisons that Jeff was talking about, like Joseph did, we will know the magnitude of his mercy. And um, as a result, kind of to finish it off, just wanted to say that God, um, from Genesis 41, uh, a verse that uh, Jeff shared, God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. And what I want to share is just the fact that he gives us eyes then to see other people. And we are no longer afraid of brokenness, but we are able to embrace it in ourselves and in others. So when I share the gospel with someone, it's not from a standpoint of, oh come on, I've got it all together, you need to get it together now. It's from the standpoint of, I am as broken as you are. And the grace that of God that I have experienced, I want you to experience as well. Uh, So I praise God for that.
0: say uh, in honor to John. He wouldn't care that I'd tell you, but he's a doctor, by the way, so uh, go for it, Mr. Dr. John. Yeah, that's
2: true. I, I am a doctor. I am from Kentucky. My name is John. I've been coming to this church for about five and a half years, and first off, I just want to honor uh, Joel Travis for uh, inviting me to speak today, that whatever I'm about to say that I think he's kind of saw and made him think of me, so I really just want to honor him and give him credit for kind of saying, hey, I, I think you have something to share. So thanks, Joel. And, yeah, so I think I want to share just a few things I feel like I've learned from this series. The first is really just how important it is to want to be a person of influence. That that's It's really awesome that we titled this series this way because we should all aspire to have influence. And why is this? Well, first off, like, we follow Jesus, and people need to hear the gospel, like... So we have like Phil and Leslie out, like, you know, telling people about Jesus. We have people doing it here, and that's incredibly important. But I've been really stirred a lot about like here in, in our nation and really like wanting to influence the culture here and the way people talk about just a, a God today in our culture. Like people talk about him like he he doesn't exist. And I think about like in a, in First Samuel seventeen forty five where David confronts Goliath because he's like, you can't just defy the name of God like that, that's not okay. And so I think that I've really just been challenged to think about what does it look like to change our culture so that we're a people that uphold the name of God, we fight for his name, we know that he's real. Like the, I'm not very good with the song lyrics, but there's a song I like that goes, like I don't want to talk about you like you're not in the room. And, like, God is real. He's here. We love him. And so I think we should really want to be a people that really, like, cause his name to be praised. And so really, as we seek that out, the first thing that I feel like God has spoken to me is, as Jeff talked a lot during the series about uh, a period of trial, and I've gone through a few trials myself. Right now, I've actually been, uh, been unemployed since November, and so that's been kind of a... That's been a challenging time. I've had some other, like a lot of, I feel like, unanswered prayer over the year with, like, health of my, my family. And so I feel like I can relate to, like, Joseph and the whole, like, situational prison and, and stuff like that. But I, I know, especially, like, after hearing Jeff talk about it, that, that God has not forgotten about me. He, he loves me. I, I, I know that. And he, he didn't forget about Joseph either. And so I'd like to take a look at, like, what did Joseph do in the midst of trial? He did not modify his behavior. He didn't change who he was. Early on about him we see that he is he is interpreting dreams of his like regarding his family and his brothers bowing down before him. He gets to uh to prison he's he's interpreting dreams. He goes before Pharaoh. It's like that's what he does. Like he interprets dreams and he didn't stop doing it because he's feeling sorry for himself for being in a prison. And so that's something that I would really like like I'm challenged to have more of that in in my life that I feel like that you could you could argue that God called Joseph to interpret dreams. That was his identity, and he couldn't change it. He couldn't, just like he couldn't change his skin color or grow taller, like maybe be better at basketball or something like that. And so I think that just walking in his his identity like, really allowed Joseph to get through the trial. And so I feel really challenged to do the same myself. I've been involved in a lot of ways over the years, and I really feel like challenged to not change really do anything different i'm going to serve the church the same as i did when i had a job and so i really feel like that that's something that i can take out of this series as i'm not going to like i mean well i'm going to be a different person in that we're always growing and maturing but i'm not going to like be someone that says like well you know i i don't want to go to church today because i want to just like stay stay in bed and contemplate like how tough my situation is and so really i really i don't want to do that. I don't want to like, entertain the lies of the enemy that say, well, you're kind of stuck here. Things won't change. And so I think really clinging to your identity is a key part of becoming a, a person of influence. And also the last thing I want to say is I was really impacted by when, when Jeff was talking about Joseph's humility, that it was really great that he, he left everything before God. He was really humble, which is great. We should all want to be humble But he also he walked with confidence among people as well. He didn't say, "Oh, you know, I'm just a lowly like guy in a prison. I can't interpret dreams for Pharaoh." And like you, you think about it, like in those days, like if you go and interpret Pharaoh's dream and he doesn't like it, you might get your head like severed or something. And just realizing, yeah, like he he knows that he's submitted before God, but he he also knows that God's called him to do something in and he can do it. And so that's kind of actually why I'm like up here today is I don't really enjoy public speaking. But I feel like as is kind of as as Joel challenged me, I feel like I have maybe some things that I could like speak and build people up. So I just feel I'll leave that up to God and really hope that you guys are are built up today.
0: Uh, for employment and uh, if there's anyone else out there you want to raise your hand you're believing for some employment raise your hand okay let's have someone near you if you're okay with that (laughs) Phil that's good man yeah it's a new day Uh, we're going to pray right now Um, it is uh, uh, important that we when we hear these needs we don't just sit around think about them we we turn the talking into praying so Lord we thank you for John His testimony today we thank you for every person today that's raised their hand and saying I I need employment I need either uh, a different job uh, uh, or uh, a job that is uh, the right one for me and we're just saying for John and for each and every person here Lord provide them gainful employment provide them an opportunity to share Jesus in their workplace and provide them comfort and strength and may everyone here take John's admonition to uh, be the same person through the thick and the thin, to be a person of faithfulness in what you called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Good stuff, John. You did encourage people today, man. It's great. Proud of you. Cara, come on up, Cara. Just hold the mic very close.
3: Good morning. I'm Cara. Um, so I also have to give a little shout out to Jacqueline Wittemeyer um, and to Emily George, who actually isn't here today, but... Um, They both encouraged me last week, last Sunday, to give a testimony. They told me this separately, so I was like, okay, I had two people, I guess I have to email Jeff. So here I am. Um, So my story kind of deals with situational prisons as well. Um, I moved to Brighton from Brookline in September, and um, when I lived in Brookline, I lived um, one block from the train, and I had a 10-minute walk each day to work. So when I moved to Brighton, I knew that it would be more inconvenient, um, but I knew I'd had great roommates with Kelly and Stephanie, um, and I knew the Lord was providing me with cheaper rent, so I made the move. Um, and so I, yeah, so things were good. I was having great roommates, like you said, and I was doing well. Um, well, then our crazy winter that we've had set in. Um, and I found myself just having to walk over icy, unshoveled sidewalks in my now 10 minute walk to the bus stop um, every day and getting on a crowded bus. I was feeling really frustrated and it was really beginning to take a toll on me. So I was just feeling really, I don't know, just on edge and um, just anxious. And even when I went home at Christmas, I just was having such a hard time relaxing and um, it just was affecting all other parts of my life. So I just kind of began praying about it a little bit, but I wasn't really getting a lot. So then I remember Jeff talking about situational prisons, and I was just sitting here one morning, and I just asked the Lord to show me what mine was. Um, even though it seemed fairly obvious, I wasn't really aware of it. So it was actually through a conversation with Stephanie I had um, when we were talking about winter one day, and I told her that I actually love winter, and she was really surprised to hear this because... Um, I had done a lot of complaining about it lately, um, but i 've always been that person that people say it 's crazy because i 've always loved winter i don 't mind the cold, and I love the snow, um, but this year that had definitely changed. so my eyes were definitely open when she was so surprised by that um, so through again prayer and just um, kind of thinking and processing, I realized that the Lord had really revealed what my situational prison was and um, once I realized that, I was able to just allow the Lord to change my attitude, um, and I just felt more peaceful and didn't feel like I was going like, to freak out if someone stepped on my toe on the bus or something like that. Um, so now, um, it's not that I don't notice the see unshoveled sidewalks or the crowded bus, but I just choose joy instead of frustration.
4: Thank you.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> this is Stephanie Butler and uh, from the hailing from the state of Arizona which is probably very warm now and Stephanie is just a dear friend of ours looking forward to hearing what she has to say
4: hi I'm Stephanie and um, I've been at CSCF for three years and uh, This series was really impactful for me because it kind of spoke to the last two and a half years of my journey as well as gave me hope for the future. Um, So two and a half years ago, I felt like I hit kind of this low point. Um, I had gone through a hard breakup, I didn't have a job, and I desperately wanted to back home in Arizona. Um, I, I was fighting to press in, and it was really, really difficult. And I think that during that time, I had subconsciously in my heart decided, you know what, if I obey, then things will turn around. You know, if I do what I'm supposed to do, I would be standing here with you today being like, Yes. So if you do what you have to do, you have the perfect guy, the ideal job, and you're living in a house in the sun. And so that was kind of what I was going for. Um, and in case you're wondering, it's not, it's not true yet. But I think that um, it was significant for me because I started to realize, hey, you know what? I have been obeying God out of wanting um, a, a change in my circumstances. And and I realized that I, I obey God because I love Jesus and it's about a relationship, not because of what I'm going to get out of it. And so it was significant because it began to change, you know, um, like Jeff said, obedience doesn't exempt us from suffering, and, and that's part of it. And so as I began to go through that process, I, I took on kind of the day to day trial because I, I really think that I was like waiting for that moment where everything turned around, and I could be like, and this is my testimony. But I sit here today saying, in some ways, a lot of things haven't changed. I'm still asking the Lord, where do you want me, uh, and what, what should I do? Um, and it, went, it was a thing a couple Sundays ago. Um, Josh said, you know, I think he was talking about a woman who was sick, and um, she, I think maybe had MS, and she was praying, like, how long, oh, Lord? And then when she was healed, it was like, oh, so soon. And just said, when God promotes you, your how long becomes so soon. And I realized for the first time I'm getting prayer and I was always praying to get out of my circumstance. Like to me, the sign of God doing something was for me to be out of it, to not feel this way, to get what I was asking for. And for the first time I thought, oh my goodness, like, I don't know if I want to leave this place. Because once I start to press in to the the hard, um, when James says, consider it all joy when you face trials of many kinds, I always thought that was something we had to say to, like, grin and bear it because, like, it was like, consider it joy, consider it joy, you know, and we just say it. But um, I realize that if you allow God to take the full um, course it is the greatest joy. Like, there is no better place to be because um, the place of suffering is unique because we're, we're desperate for the Lord in a way that we aren't um, otherwise. And and so we, we if you press into the intimacy, there is full joy, full grace. Um, full comfort, and and I I thought, if God answered every promise tomorrow, there was a part of me that was like, oh, oh, so soon, like, I don't know if I want to leave the intimacy of this place, and so, um, and that, it was the first time that I felt like I could really say that, and that this is, this is where um, I want to be, and it's not so much about me getting out, but me really pressing in, And, and I think that's what's, that's what's significant for me, and so, yeah, it's been good, yeah.
0: wow 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 that's good stuff you guys encouraged today hearing from you um it's really uh it's, it's just incredible to hear what god's speaking to our lives and i also had a couple of folks that that emailed some questions you know and wondered uh how does this work and uh, i want to make a couple of comments right now on that which is that uh, uh, every moment of your life is about you're not just waiting for one breakthrough Experience when we're talking about influence. That was one of the questions. Uh, Is that every moment of your life that you have, even today, like we were talking about, is a valuable moment for you to live in the influence of God? I believe there is something God's building for in our lives, but it's not all about just this one big break. So don't hear me saying that. I thought that was a great question. And uh, that um, God has something wonderful for each of you today, and He has it forever. Not everyone, as I've said, is called to be uh an upfront speaker in front of 10 million but i believe every one of you every one of us have been created by god to have deep influence on those around us and even change the world we can change the world because through your life god's changing many people's lives and uh, i'm so proud of you guys we want to continue to respond today uh to what god is saying and uh we're going to have a little time for response and then um at the very end i'm going to have dave share something and uh, it's going to be awesome. Why don't we stand and uh, our band come forward? And one of the things um, that uh, I was having um, a little bit of coffee, I do have that sometimes, with Brian Buell to, uh, this week, and he, he said, um, I really appreciate and value the fact that uh, this church doesn't um, just wait for what's going on up front but people minister to one another people are encouraging he said i've never really seen that so much at that level in a church where everybody is feeling free to give encouragement and strengthen to one another and i said you're right on brian man I, I i've overlooked the value and beauty of that and so um i'm gonna ask uh john and and mark to come up and lead us in this response uh y'all had already decided no huh we'll do whatever you want but uh but I do want to say that as John and Mark lead us is that I think Brian had a good point. We, we offer what is up here for you to come and to get prayer and to go for it in faith and, and sometimes stepping out of your seat is enough to, to break the chains of fear. But sometimes it might be the person right next to you. It might be a person down the hall, or down the, hall, down the aisle uh, from you. And we really do value the priesthood of the believer, which really means that each and every person that has faith in Jesus has something to give to other people from Jesus. Okay, so come on up, guys, and we're going to have an awesome opportunity to respond, and Dave's going to close us up.
5: Now, it's it's deep. Did you feel that as the different people were sharing? It's kind of like those moments. uh, I, I, I sometimes describe the presence of God when everything stands still. There's this timeless moment. And when someone's opening up their heart and really... Not saying, uh, you know, I'm the greatest, but but out of my weakness, Jesus is made strong. And there's a powerfully deep thing that's going on there. And in our culture right now, I'm I'm so aware of how transitory we are here in Boston. There's such rootlessness that we're living in. And uh, this is an accelerating process in our country and in the culture around the world. And what we need more than anything else is that depth it's not not something we can control the person that's never going to leave us and is always going to meet my needs it's not the circumstances or the job that's always going to be there so that I know the money's coming in at this time but the the depth we're looking for is in the one who is eternal who never changes who is excellent and perfect and high above all else and as we have this moment today to chew on these messages again. What are we looking for? Depth. Lord, not, let us not just hear more information, but let it get deeper into us. Let us hear what's happening so that our lives are changed. Let us not just have an inspirational moment, but have it what you said, that transformation. So I, I, as we worship, I, I just want you to say, deep roots in you, Jesus deep roots in you, Jesus, that you're not going to be one of those who the, the seed was thrown on the ground and it was quickly eaten up by birds or it grew up for just a moment and the sun killed it or it was taken away because of the lusts of this life and the, the fears and the things of this present life. But there, that root went deep and it brought 30, 60, 100-fold return. So close your eyes right now. We're going to worship. And I just, if you're saying deep Jesus I need more roots in you then then take on a posture with your hands in front of you with your hands with your head back you're just you're leaning into Jesus you're giving yourself to him and and all these other things that are clamoring around you you're saying I I choose you Lord I'm, I'm, again, I, all of the this scripture in the life of Joseph, we're, we're saying more of this, Lord, in our lives. More of the character that is not grasping. More of the, more of the person who is willing to walk with the right attitude through suffering. More of, of you, Lord, deeper in our lives. So just call out to him for that as we worship right now.